Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I am your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know I'm here, let's get started. Hello, hello. Glad you can join me today for episode 12 of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast and what I think is a really, really important topic for anyone who has a smartphone, anyone who uses any kind of portable device or has children that do. Today, I'm going to be talking about TechNIC, what it is, why we should be worried about it and what we can do to help prevent it. And I had this podcast scheduled to be done in a few weeks time, but I was prompted by something to kind of get it out there sooner because it's been on my mind for the last few days. I was standing at the bus stop a few days ago where I normally collect my eldest and just due to traffic, the bus was really, really late, like a good hour late. And because I was there so long, I was there when the teenagers from the secondary school came out and they were standing around me waiting for their buses. And as I just looked around at them holding their phones, chin dropped down to the chest, head leaning forward, all I could think about was their necks and the stress and the strain that holding the phone down there so low is causing on their upper back, their neck and their shoulders. And it took all of my self-control not to go over and teach them all how they should be holding their phone and tell them why they shouldn't be holding it so low and the importance of looking after their neck. I didn't do it. And I also didn't take photographs of them like I was tempted to because, well, let's be realistic, I wouldn't want somebody taking a picture of my children randomly and sticking it up on the internet. But if you look around you, anywhere where there are people, you will see this posture in on buses, on trains, waiting rooms, anywhere there's people who are essentially waiting, cafes, everything like that, you will see this posture, head down, chin near the chest, looking down at some device or a book, anything like that. And after standing there with them for a little while, I just found over the next few days, my brain was ticking over, ticking over on Technic. So I've actually pushed this one up a little sooner than scheduled, okay? So what do I mean when I say Technic? What is it? So Technic has a few names. So you can call it Technic. You can call it Text Neck or Forward Head Syndrome, okay? And they're all terms, umbrella terms, that cover any pain or discomfort that is associated with repetitive strain and injury to the structures and tissues of the neck. And this can be caused by repetitive movements, adverse postures, and static adverse postures. Now, what I do feel, I want to jump in here and just say something. I'm not saying that looking down is bad. I'm not saying that neck flexion is bad. In fact, if I'm being realistic, there is no such thing as a bad posture, even though it's a term that we use in our field all the time. When we're talking about bad posture, I'm normally talking about the posture is poor for the task that's being done. But in terms of our bodies, there is actually no such thing as a bad posture. Our bodies have a huge range of motion. We are supposed to be able to move it in all different ways. And when it comes to the neck being realistic, if you're walking around day to day with your head perfectly balanced on top of your spine, looking forward, 
that's not very safe and there's some tasks you won't be able to do so of course our heads are supposed to be able to bend forward flex the neck look down so i'm not saying that that's the problem but as you see further on it's the amount of time we spend in this position that is now causing the problem and tech neck or forehead posture like it's not a new phenomenon it's not that people only started looking down when we suddenly got smartphones and all this technology there's been hobbies and jobs for years and years and years and years that require people to look down so whether it's when somebody is making something or reading needlepoint any there's, there's so many prepping your dinner you know sorting out things sorting out clothes there's loads of activities hobbies jobs that we do do during the day that require us to look down but nothing is having an impact on the neck and nothing is causing us to have these kind of head down neck flex postures as much as technology so that's why it's called tech neck now it's not a new phenomenon but it is on the increase okay so when we look at the spine itself tech neck usually affects the cervical spine the neck when I'm talking about the neck, I'm talking about the top seven vertebrae of the spine. Okay, now, and it is very, very flexible because it has to be to allow for movement of the head um, and to be able to balance the spine where it's, or sorry, balance the skull on top of the spine where it should be. The neck itself should always have a slight inward curve, like the lower back. So it should curve inward. We call it, it's a lordotic curve, curve, curve inward. And that is to safely balance out the weight of the skull and the curve of your mid back, your thoracic spine. So remember, as I said before, the spine is curved to allow you to safely move in different directions and to manage the weight of the body in the upright position. So that's why our spine is not, you know, ramrod straight. So the neck is supposed to have a slight inward curve. Okay. Now, when it comes to the head, on average, the head weighs about five kilos. So if you're standing there, you're upright, your head is balanced on top of your spine, and you're looking straight ahead, the neck, the shoulders, the upper back, they can easily support your skull and regular head movements because that's what they're made to do. As you start to flex, flex the neck and start to bend the head down, look down, your upper back, neck and shoulders not only have to try and maintain stability and manage that five kilo weight of your head, but you also bring in the force of gravity is now going to start acting on the head because you're moving away from the midline okay and that increases the load the muscular work that the upper back neck and shoulders have to do and the more you look down the more work they have to do okay and this load can increase so they have of course done studies if you're looking down and you have about 60 degrees flexion the load can that your neck shoulders and upper back have to try and manage goes from five kilos to 27 kilos now nothing has changed with your head your head's still your head but the angle has changed you're leaning down and the neck the back upper back and the shoulders have to work harder so this is why we're concerned and the reality of it is again as i've said before looking down is not bad like your your neck is supposed to have that range of movement but what is bad is that with mobile devices your laptops your tablets your phones people are looking down for longer which means that the neck 
upper back and shoulders have to maintain this level of work for longer. The tissues are under strain for longer. Plus, it's now more repetitive because it's not a case that you just sit down with a book for an hour and then off you go and do something else. When, because of smartphones, because everything is so accessible, these movements are becoming a lot more frequent and a lot more repetitive. Okay, so the longer you're looking down, you're compressing the discs in the cervical spine. You can restrict blood flow to the head and the ligaments and the tendons have to stretch. Okay, and this is just in the immediacy when this has happened. Okay, so why is it an issue? Well, as I said, it's not new to modern times. You've always had to look down. But the increase in teleworking, so your remote working, agile workers, home workers, hybrid workers, means that there is an increase in the use of mobile devices. We now have more tablets, game consoles, e-readers, phones, and the ease of use and the devices provided means that we are looking down more. We don't think, we, a lot of us now, I suppose, over the last two years, we have become aware of laptop positioning. And I have seen an improvement in that in a lot of people. but there's still other devices. There's still the phone, which I think is the big one, the smartphone. And we're looking as well at children and young people. So you have young people with phones. You've had children who were homeschooling with devices, which meant that they had these forward head postures for longer and more than they ever had before. So holding these neck postures for prolonged periods and doing it repetitively, it increases the risk of abnormal wear and tear of the cervical discs. Now, I mentioned before, discs have no blood flow. They have no nerves. You don't know if you're damaging a disc until it starts to impact the tissues around it and cause pain. Okay, so there will always be some level of wear and tear as we get older, but abnormal wear and tear is wear and tear that we shouldn't have from day-to-day movements. Okay, so these kind of, as you said, the forward head posture for prolonged periods and doing it more frequently does increase the risk of abnormal wear and tear. As I said, it restricts the blood flow. It can put strain on the tendons and the ligaments. And it can also cause lactic acid to build up in the muscles that are contracted to keep the head in place. So that can cause inflammation and fatigue in the muscles and discomfort. And if they become prevalent, so if this is being done over and over and over again, it can impact the alignment of the vertebrae and cause something called cervical kyphosis, which is instead of having this lovely curve in your neck, you can either have a slight hump or you can have a quite straight, it's an abnormal spinal alignment of the neck. And so you can kind of get this exaggerated curve, which means that the chin is actually coming forward. The head, when you relax your shoulders and look straight ahead, the head's no longer balanced on top of the spine. You're no longer standing with this natural ear over shoulder position. The head is actually a little bit forward, even though it feels like a relaxed position to you. And it can also cause weakened chest muscles, but elongated upper back muscles, which can cause this kind of rounded shoulders um, that you see quite a lot as well. And I feel at the moment, children, young adults, are at a greater risk of these long-term issues, say, for example, than we are, because they are using these mobile devices from younger and for longer and at such a crucial stage for their development. Their musculoskeletal system is still developing 
So having these head down postures for a long time and having them really frequently while that structure is still developing means that they could end up reaching adulthood with impaired or adverse spinal alignments, poor muscular structure or an adverse structure of their muscles. And it means that they're already going into the workforce and going into adulthood with these issues, with this kind of compromised spinal structure before they even enter the workforce and the risks that exist there. So it is incredibly, incredibly important that we not only model good mobile device positioning and behaviours ourselves to help reduce the risk of pain ourselves, but to also be an example to the children and to the young people on how these devices should be used to prevent issues in them going forward. Okay, so generally speaking, one of the kind of dangers, I suppose, with the forward head posture is it does also have an effect on the whole spine. So your head has moved forward, which means you've kind of changed your center of gravity a little bit. To compensate, though, the upper body is going to move backwards to try and balance you out so you don't fall forward. Then to compensate for this, your hips can tilt forward. So this forward head posture will not only impact yours and their neck and shoulders, but it can then feed down and cause problems with the mid back and the lower back. And as I said, if this happens in young people as they grow, they're already entering adulthood with abnormal musculoskeletal structures into the workforce where risks may exist. So you're just kind of setting them up for issues in the future. So I do think it's so, so important that we encourage good mobile device behavior and positioning with our young people. Now, what are the symptoms of tech neck? How do you know you have it? Or what signs might you see that you have it? So like a lot of cumulative musculoskeletal disorders, this does not happen overnight. You don't wake up one morning having had full range of motion and no pain to being in severe distress. It starts as a niggle, as a mild discomfort, something you notice when you're using the device, but it goes away after a little while. The most common symptoms are a stiffness and a slight aching discomfort in the neck, the shoulders and the upper back. Headaches can be a symptom. You might also notice a decreased range of movement in the neck. And this is one I notice um, myself sometimes. If I catch myself maybe on my phone a little bit too long, and I'm holding it down and I have to correct myself, I can find I can have a decreased range of motion in my neck, especially when I try to rotate from side to side. You can get intense stabbing pains in the neck or shoulders. You can get pain in the neck when you look down. You can get pain in your jaw. And you can also get a tingling or numbing sensation, a kind of neurological symptoms in the arms and hands and fingers. Because you remember, the nerves in the neck feed down to the arm. So if there is something happening in the neck that's compromising the nerves up there, you can feel it in your arms, fingers and hands. That's just the short term. That's what you start to feel when the muscles are starting to get aggravated when the structures are starting to get under stress and under strain. Long term, there are, of course, changes that happen and long term effects of technique. So again, if you choose to ignore or kind of wave off these minor niggles and discomfort, it can lead to longer term issues. 
if you don't put in place changes to address the issue. So treating the symptoms is one thing, but if you don't address the issue, these symptoms can develop into long-term problems. And this might include difficulty maintaining appropriate neck posture, which is your ear over your shoulder, when you're not looking at the device. So as I said, when you think that you're standing upright with your head balanced on top of your spine in a nice neutral positioning, because of a weakening of the muscles across the chest and because the muscles across your back, upper back, sorry, can get a bit elongated, your head actually starts to come a little bit forward. So you're not in a neutral position when you think you are. As I mentioned, you can also get abnormal wear and tear to the cervical vertebrae and to the discs. So this can cause huge problems. If you get disc bulges in the neck and herniations, this can affect the strength and mobility in your arms and hands, and it can cause a huge amount of pain. So we have to really mind our vertebrae and our discs. You know, as I said before, we only get one spine. You really have to look after it. Um, and any changes to the structure of the discs and to the spine can have huge effects on us. And then I said, you can also develop an abnormal curvature of the spine, leading to a humped back kind of posture with the head leaning forward away from the neck. And then, as we said, your whole spine will compensate for that. So that can cause issues with the mid back and the lower back. So always to be looked into if someone has lower back pain, maybe just check what their head positioning is like. Could forward head posture or technique be a cause or contributing factor? And I'm talking about this. And if you're wondering, do I have technique? What is my natural head posture when I relax? Is my ear over my shoulder? There is a quick test that you can do. So if you stand with your heels against a wall and just stand back, heels touching the wall, rest your back on the wall and let your head relax into what you think is your neutral head position, looking straight ahead. If the back of your head does not touch the wall, then it is likely that you have technique or forward head posture. And this could be due to an imbalance in the muscles or it could be due to a change in the structure, but it definitely means you have forward head posture. It's a really, really quick test that you can do to see if it affects you. And another one is just to stand side on in the mirror and just let your shoulders relax, look straight ahead. Is your ear over your shoulder? If it's not, if the ear is coming forward, if the upper back is rounded, it's likely you have some effects of technique. So what can we do to treat it? What can we do to prevent it? Because like a lot of things, when it comes to the musculoskeletal system, we can address it and we can correct it. So number one is always to address the root cause of the problem. No point treating the symptoms if you don't address the cause, okay? So for example, if you work at a computer, make sure all your monitors are positioned correctly, including the laptops and tablets, any devices that you use for work should be in your eye line when you are sitting upright and looking straight ahead. If you have to look down at it and you use it a lot during the day, this can impact symptoms in your neck. So firstly, make sure any screens that you're using are at the appropriate height. This is the same in gaming. This is the same if you use a computer for, you know, to edit music or if you're using it just as part of your leisure. If you're using it for more than an hour, the screen should be at the right height. Okay, for you. 
And then if you're using a laptop or a tablet, make sure you're using an external keyboard and mouse because it means then that you can position it properly without impacting your typing or mouse position. So a lot of people will either, I have found, they leave the laptop flat on the table and end up looking down at the screen or they raise the laptop, but then they end up causing um, issues in their wrists and arms and shoulders because they have the keyboard positioned either too high or too far or angled inappropriately. So if you're using a mobile device for work or leisure, you're going to be sitting there with it for a little while. Have a separate keyboard and mouse and position the screen appropriately. When you're sitting and standing, try and make sure you're upright. Have your shoulders relaxed, head balanced on top of your spine. A good guide, as I mentioned before, is your ear over your shoulder, over your hip. That's generally how we are supposed to be aligned. If we can't get that alignment, it's very likely due to muscle imbalances, which can be corrected. Um, when you're using a mobile phone, I feel this should have a big flashing lights because this is the biggest one for everyone. When you're using your phone, bring the phone to you instead of bending your head down to the phone. Okay, if you're at a desk, put the phone on a little stand. Even though you might not use it for work purposes, you do look at it a lot during the day. So when using a phone, bring the phone to you instead of dropping your head down to the phone. Very simple change, but it can make a huge, huge difference, okay? Because of the amount of time and the frequency that we look at our phones. So definitely always bring the phone to you. And this is what I wanted to do at the bus stop that day. I literally just felt like walking around and just moving their elbows, tilting their head up and go, please look at the phone like this. Please protect your neck. But I didn't because I couldn't. I didn't want to be that weirdo. But if you're listening or you're looking at your phone, you're scrolling, you're doing messages, whatever it may be, bring the phone to you instead of dropping your head down to the phone. Importantly, take breaks. Any static posture, as I said before, does not really, in day to day, there's no such thing in a bad posture. But holding certain postures, any postures for too long, does increase the risk of strain. More so when you're in what we call the adverse posture or when a posture has been held outside of the neutral range of movement for that joint. So put the phone down, put the tablet down, leave the chair, get up and go do something. You know, once every 20 minutes, once every 30 minutes, just leave the chair. And I'm talking even in leisure time. OK, don't be sitting scrolling on the phone for 20 minutes, an hour. Get up and move around. Go do something else and come back to it. Whatever's on the phone will be there when you come back. Whatever piece of work you're working on, on the tablet or on the laptop, it will be there when you come back. But your body will thank you. The benefits are so enormous to the body to taking these micro breaks from any static position. I don't just mean when you're sitting working at the desk. Get up and move around. Take your joints out of these um, adverse postures. Get them back into their neutral posture and move around. Use exercise as stretching to both strengthen the muscles in the neck, the upper back, the chest, and to release tension in the muscles. So whole body movements I find are really good for this, like you're walking, you're jogging, you're swimming, especially cross trainer. Pilates and yoga are also fantastic for 
building up that bit of strength in those core deep stabilizer muscles that we use and helping to relieve the tension. Because remember, aside from, you know, the postures that we hold when we're using the devices, a lot of us hold our stress and our tension in our neck and shoulders too. So you could have this to contend with as well as the strain from looking at the phone and looking at the devices. So exercise and stretching can help. If you're really concerned, go to a physiotherapist and ask them for exercises or go to the gym and discuss this with your trainer. Get specific exercises to do to target those areas to help improve your posture in the upper back, neck and shoulders and bring yourself back into alignment if you feel that you do have a bit of forward head posture and your upper back is slightly rounded, the shoulders are rounded when you relax. It can be addressed, it can be corrected. And of course, regular stretches during the day and gentle movements during the day can help. So I often find in between virtual calls, once I hang up the team's call and the camera is off, I will often just rotate my neck side to side, gently looking up, gently looking down, doing a couple of gentle neck exercises as I walk around, rotating my shoulders, I'll swing my arms. I'm always trying to take the tension out of my upper body because just everybody has it in this day and age because of our jobs and because of devices, everybody has it. But regular gentle movements during the day can really, really help. And of course, if you're concerned, seek professional help. If you're noticing symptoms, go to an expert or have a look around at what you do and check your behaviours to try and address the root cause. But go seek professional help, especially if you notice that the symptoms have started or they're worsening and they're preventing you from sleeping or affecting your ability to just carry out your day-to-day activities. Because once we get to this point, it's gone too far and you really, really need to address it. Um, just with children and young people, really, if they're using devices, try and encourage safe postural habits. So use tablet holders. Use laptop stands, use extra cushions, whatever you need to be to increase the height of any screen that they're using. So be it the switch, a tablet, you know, a small phone, whatever it is they're using, encourage them to, if they're sitting, sit back, let their back be supported. I often get my kids to kind of put their feet on the sofa, bend the knees and hold the tablets. That way we have tablet, little foam tablet stands for them that they can put on their knees or they can put on the table or put on the sofa that just improves the angle. Anything to discourage prolonged periods with the head looking down. And funnily enough, you often see the same posture when we're reading. So it's not just devices. Like we can be in this position when we're reading too. So if the child is reading or they're doing art or whatever activity they might be doing, Just try and encourage them to do it in a position that puts the least amount of strain on their neck if they're there for a long time. What I find with kids, though, is when kids, especially when they're reading, they will shuffle around and change position. Like I've often watched my daughter sit on the sofa, read a book, and she starts off sitting down. Then she'll bend her knees. Then she'll prop her elbows on her legs. Then she's lying on her tummy and the book is on the sofa or she's lying on the ground and the book is on the ground. They will move around. But just try and firstly encourage good positioning and then secondly model it yourself and not only the positioning but the frequent breaks that you yourself they don't see you 
sitting there spending huge prolonged periods on these devices that you are modeling what you're trying to encourage them to and because they're still developing the benefits of this are huge hard to implement i know but the benefits are huge you are sending them into adulthood with the appropriate spinal structure and musculature structure so we're just helping reduce any issues in the future with them because this is such a critical critical time of the development another thing you can do is to use timers so especially with younger children on devices of course you can set in the parental controls you can set limits to how long they can continuously spend or how much they can be on the tablet for the day we use timers in our house i have little countdown clocks and they know when they get the tablet we put the timer on now that's not always effective because they have gotten clever and i have caught them adjusting the timer sometimes but you know you have to love a trier but anything like that to just try and build in the habit of not being in prolonged positions is good and also encourage participation in sport exercise physical play anything that gets the body moving and helps with good healthy musculoskeletal development because that can help counteract the effects of poor positioning when they're using devices now as i said in reality we have never gone about our day-to-day life with our heads always perfectly balanced on top of our spine because it would be totally unsafe and impractical okay we are supposed to move our head we are supposed to be able to look around it's just the increase in the static positioning and the repetitiveness and the frequency of these positions that are starting to accumulate in people and cause a problem but the good news is it can be addressed the effects if we catch them can be reversed so that was tech neck i hope i've answered any questions you have on it if not you can always get in touch send me an email info at boynergonomics.ie if you have any questions or as always if you have any topic suggestions that i can add to my list anything you want me to cover and um, if not i will put all my social media handles in the show notes if you want to check them out i'll put the link to the TechNeck blog if you want to actually sit down and have a read of it or have a look at some of the images that will illustrate some of the points i was talking about today um, and otherwise i will talk to you all next time have a great week